0: Hey everyone, this is Gavin. Hey
1: everybody, this is Todd.
0: And I'm Craig. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 119 of the Major's Mess Hall podcast. We don't have Craig today, let's just get that out there straight away. Obviously, normally Craig's one of our regular hosts, he's not with us today because he made it quite clear he didn't want to record weekly, he wants to stick to us every two weeks. So um, that's fine, we have uh, Kelly is here to fill in for him. Hello. And uh, obviously we've got um, Mr. Todd Walters as well. What's happening? I love yeah.
2: that you say you can't be bothered answering the phone
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know well, that's the thing like it doesn't make sense it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it was literally <laughs> no more work well, that's, it was <laughs> no more work for him at all It was basically what he's saying is I don't want to talk to you every week that's basically what he's saying I, have, I don't want to hear your voice on a weekly basis <laughs> <laughs> like it's unbelievable anyway one well, thing you it's can fun. say
2: about
0: Craig he's very truthful <laughs> oh yeah deadly honest yeah,
1: very blunt yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so so anyway so we do have an interview coming up which we're going to go through to right now actually and um, this is with um i mean how would you describe this guy because he's done he's done so much musically and and even in movies as well uh this guy's name is ryan toby and he is probably best known for playing i can't remember his character's name but he was in sister act two amal and, amal amal
2: yeah
0: amal okay amal. so he played amal in uh, sister act two and he's he's the one that's known for that really high note, which is like makes your makes your hairs on your arm stand up, um, that high note. So we we reached out to him, and he's he's been in bands before, and he's ne- he's currently working on some solo music. So we reached out to him and asked him if he'd come on a podcast, and he said yeah. So we sat down and had a chat with him. So we will go over to our interview right now with the fantastic Ryan Toby. hey ryan how's it going
3: all is well man all is well feeling good you know despite everything that's going on just making the most of it making the most of the time you know oh yeah it's crazy new music and you know working out like like a olympian (laughs) (laughs) trying to stay healthy man stay indoors stay healthy
0: you know that's the main thing so i see that you're trying to release a new album every week that's got to be difficult to do
3: yeah it's pretty it's been it's been a bit of a challenge but I, i mean it's something that i challenge that i put on myself and i figured you know while everybody's home and and quarantined and uh just hanging out on their phones, I figured, why not you know just give them as much music as possible and make my presence known and, and you know kind of like reintroduce myself as an artist because I was doing the artist thing for a while in the beginning of my career, but then I you know slid back to the to the background behind the scenes and was just writing and producing for people, and uh I just figured now' is as good a time as any to you know uh reemerge myself as a as an artist. <clears throat> and it's been working so far so good
0: awesome so yeah so this this new music is it's actually really incredible like i i figured that you'd these are tracks that you'd had previously written and only because because you're literally releasing a new album every week i just thought there's no way you can be doing this so fast but i mean it's it's really good stuff like i mean Personally, my favorite track. I've, I've only really focused on lockdown part one yet because you're you're moving so fast, I can't keep up. <laughs> so my favorite my favorite track so far is Torn. Like, um, can you give us like a little bit of like background on that track because it's I just love it so much.
3: Sure, um, Torn is a song that I uh, co-wrote and produced with uh, two two uh, buddies of mine, a guy named A Rod, who's a super talented writer from Jersey. He lives out here in LA. Uh, we work together all the time. Um, and, uh, the producer Harv, um, uh, young guy, I forget where Harv is from, but, um, he's a young upcoming guy. He's he's making a lot of noise in the industry with his music production and stuff. And, uh, we all got together. Uh, this was a little while back and, um, and we just were vibing out on some ideas and stuff like that, and we did a couple of ideas that night, and and one of them was torn, and just kind of came from a conversation about about just getting motivated, getting excited, and 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 just having lighting that fire within yourself to go out and accomplish your goals and to just be great. And you know, sometimes you have to just you got to go, you know, tear some shit up, man, tear it all down. You know what I mean? If it needs to be torn, like you got to just go. Just do what you got to do. No excuses. You have to listen to that voice inside you that's telling you to go and, and be great. Um, and also, too, just real quick to, to answer your question, some of the songs I do have, I mean, millions of songs. Obviously, I've been in the music industry for a very long time. I'm, I've been writing for a very long time. So I do have a, a deep, deep um uh, catalog of music so I decided to start releasing some of those songs Um, some of them were older songs and then just I'm recording every day so I'm making new songs all the time as well and I figured I'd mix them all together and that's what's been giving me enough content to come you know drop a new project every week
0: okay well that that makes sense
3: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly And the fans these days you know the way I figured it people you know, we, we, we all have short attention spans. You know, we all like to binge watch our TV shows. We want, we want, you know, the more the merrier. So I figured I have to step up to the plate of feeding this uh, the new uh, consumer. And the new consumer is going to gonna gobble up an album in a week. You know what I mean? And then oh, they're yeah. on to the next thing. <laughs> so knowing that, I said, okay, Ryan, you're going to have to increase your your work rate to keep up with, you know, the way that the world is is going right now.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. Like you say, like a new act up or an act up bring out an album on like Spotify and you've you've hammered it in like two weeks and you know the songs inside and out and then you kind of want more and it's like, well, they're not going to put another album out for at least another year or two at least with this exactly. like you know you've you've put exactly. out four albums and like i say i've only focused on the first one so far so i've still got like three to go yeah. and that's not you're not done yet are you you're still putting out music every week so. no no
3: i'm not done at all the way i looked at it too is you know i just said ryan you just got to get it out leave it out there because the good thing about it too is that once it's out there and especially in this digital space we live in you know, once it's out there, it's there. So if you're just, you know, jamming to, to uh, volume one for, I don't know, a month or whatever, if you're one of those type of people who you like to take your time and really sit with the project for a month or two months or all summer or whatever. Well, whenever you're ready to move on to volume two, it's right there. It's not like, you know, it's going to, It's you know how when you had to go to the record shop back in the day, you had to go to a record store. It's like, if you didn't get it, you may go there and then they may not have it or it may be sold out and then they got to order a new one and then it may take two weeks to get there, whatever. We don't live in those days anymore. So now once it's out there, it's there. People can always go back. They can always, you know, listen to your other stuff. And so, and, and I also realized that the uh the current the current fan the current consumer music consumer um they like to and i know i'm one of them it's like when you might get you might get turned on to a particular band or a particular artist i don't know maybe later in their career and you find out about this guy oh, man you never heard of ryan toby no who is that and then when you go search my name or you go search for that band it always feels good when you find out that they have a whole shit ton of music out you don't want to just you know what i mean you like that one song and that's all they have oh yeah you want to go pull up their name and then you see there's tons of music and you're like oh my god i'm late they got five other albums
0: out Yeah, it was like that It was like that that? with uh, ed Ed sheeran is a good example there was a couple of, of albums that he put out before he was like famous in quotation marks yeah. And uh, it's all really good stuff, but it was that, that was a surprise because you you hear the songs on the radio, you think this guy's awesome, man, and you check him out, and then there's literally exactly. a back catalog of music there that you didn't even know existed. So, hundred percent, exactly,
3: and that's that's my goal. I mean, my plan is to just keep um, to just keep building building a, a strong foundation, showing people that I'm serious about my craft, showing people that I'm consistent um and 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 that my work ethic is there and that i have a passion to feed the fans music that's what fans want to know are you going to feed me you know music consistently and and then hopefully later on down the road maybe you know in, in the near future if something really takes off and blows up and i start to become a household name like you said with ed sheeran when you go search and you get turned on to ryan toby it's like oh my god he has music for days that i can just completely just get you know absorbed into
2: yeah, I was surprised like when I looked at the songs that you've written on. Um, Will Smith's Miami, um, Osher's Confessions mm-hmm. album. It's amazing like mm-hmm. how many people you've actually worked with. Did you ever think about maybe trying to feature on any of the tracks or anything like that? Keeping them for yourself?
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, that that's the space I'm in now. I'm in the space now where I'm like Ryan you've been making hit records for so many others uh helping others you know blow up and and become superstars which is great you know that was the job of a writer and I enjoyed yeah. it I enjoyed working with artists and making them sound their best and giving them hit records and stuff and it was fun but um you know I the duality of who I am is there's the writer guy who likes to be in the back and, and and help you shine and then there's also the artist side of me, which is like, nah, I think I wanna perform this song myself I think i want to i wanna I want people to hear this song the way I express it i want it to I want them to hear it from my voice from my perspective versus another artist so while well, that happened, I did the writing thing for so long and it was great, trust me. I made a lot of money and met a lot of great <laughs> yeah. people, but um, I'm just at a place in my life now, in my career, where I, I think I wanna just express my own ideas a little bit for a while, you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean yeah. that I'm not gonna continue to write and work with and produce and work with other artists, but I just wanna really, really put put out a really, really solid effort of, of uh, presenting myself as a solo artist, which is really why I, why I got in the game back when I was 14 years old to almost, what was it, 28 years ago? Wow. Something oh, man, like wow. that. Um, yeah, so I, I started, and my goal was to be that solo R&B artist. And I've done so many other things except that. In, in pursuit of that, I've done a movie. I, I was a Sister Act two. you know, Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill. I have done a movie, I've written For for TV shows, theme songs for TV shows, I've worked with Will Smith, as you said. I've worked with Usher, Mary J. Blige, Lionel Richie, LL Cool J, uh, Tyrese, Genuine, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber. I've worked with everybody. I was in a group called City High. We were nominated for a Grammy. So I've done everything except (laughs) my solo (laughs) album. (laughs) (laughs) is the very thing that I got into this. So I was just like, Ryan, you have to check this off your bucket list, you know, before you before you die, you know what I mean? Yeah. gotta say, all right, I did it. Yeah. So that's all it is. And I'm just having a really, really good time doing it.
1: So what what's your process of, of songwriting? Like, how does that all develop? Like, does it just spark from an idea or you like an inspiration that you see something or does someone come to you with an idea and then yeah. you just work on it or yeah. what?
3: Yeah, all the above, man. I mean, it could be a conversation. I have with friend my one of my buddies, he's, he's been listening to all the songs out uh, lately, right? So he calls me and he's like, man, I'm going to need my percentage because, you, you, you know, you, you keep writing our conversations, you know what I'm saying? He'll, like, he'll, take it, he'll call me and he'll talk about what he's going through with his wife and what, you know, like, yeah, man, life and blah, 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 me and my whatever. And then I'll put a song out, you know what I mean? Like, girl, every time I come in the room, you did it and he's like, yeah, <laughs> i you just talked about that. Dog. So sometimes, sometimes it can be like really great conversations. Sometimes I'll just i get an idea sparked from i don't know a a really cool line or quote in a movie or in a book that i read or a tv show or something i'm like oh man that that would make a great song you know just a really cool line um and then sometimes um a lot of times it'll just be some some really cool music that that someone sent me you know i work with a ton of producers people send me tracks and and beats and stuff like that from all over the world so it could just be you know something somebody sent me like some new beats that they made and i'll just Mm -hmm. hear it love it start jamming to it and just get inspired to write right there on the spot so it really can come from anything
0: so maybe on maybe on their volume five of of the lockdown we might hear maybe a song that's like um I was talking to these three guys on a podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You never know. So, so what comes what comes first when you write a song? Do you come up with the melody first, or do you come up with the lyrics first? Because like I've written songs in the past, and I always have to come up with the melody first. Because if I write something down, I can yeah. never make it fit to the to the melody.
3: Yeah. Um. For honestly. It all depends. Like sometimes I will be, I'll just be somewhere. If, 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 if an idea comes to me, just like some some cool lyrics or or a cool title of a song, you know, uh, searching for somewhere you get nowhere or some bullshit like that. And I'll just be like, man, that's really cool. And I'll just type that in my phone. And I just have like a whole list of things like that. That'll just be like concepts or ideas or cool quotes or whatever. So sometimes I go, I go that route and then uh other times it'll it'll be from listening to some some music or a tune or guitar riff or piano chords progressions and i'll I'll try to search for the melody first so it really all depends i do both you know lyrics first sometimes and sometimes melody first awesome so you mentioned before just just the cadence first too i'm sorry but i was gonna say sometimes just a cool cadence you know and i'll just kind of yeah, I'll start the idea like that as well sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. What were Sorry, you gonna I was say?
2: Gonna, you, mentioned, you mentioned um City High before. Did you realise it was gonna be that much of a hit? And um, you got to include um Dr. Dre's next episode, whose idea was to incorporate yeah. that into the because it just it just added a little bit to the element. And I remember like we Heck when we go yeah. clubbing, that used to be that used to be a great song that was played and then it used to be mixed into yeah. Doctor Dre's next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. we weird. got really
3: we got really, really lucky. The stars really aligned for that to happen. I don't know if anyone if any artist has ever been able to release a song with an excerpt of a s of another hit song that's currently playing on the radio at the same time. And the reason the reason why that was able to to happen it was uh was Doctor Dre um it was, was on Interscope. We were signed to Interscope. So Jimmy Iovine, you know, and Doctor Dre are best friends. So Jimmy Iveen, at the time, president of Interscope, was able to get Dr. Dre to allow us to he cleared the sample wow. you know, while his song was wow. out, you know. Um and, and the way the way it came about was when we were early early on when we we were signed to Whitecleft and Jerry won his book of Business labels. So they took us on tour with them, right? And we, we were new green they wanted to take us out on tour get our feet wet <clears throat> get us used to performing so we're on the i think it was called the mtv campus invasion tour and it was White clef jean it was de la soul and it was the black eyed peas but this is pre fergie yeah. black eyed peas so um we weren't really on the tour we weren't on the bill we were just white little kid group so he he rented us like a little bullshit R V and just said, Follow the tour bus. <laughs> just guys just come with you know what I mean? So every night, um, before the show would even start, I mean when the doors first opened, people just coming in, getting their popcorn beer, grabbing their seats, the lights are still on and in the whole thing. We would go out and perform for fifteen minutes. Um, no band, no nothing. The stage was still black, like we were, you know, but he was trying to teach us how to get used to Performing in front of crowds and and controlling the crowd and getting a reaction from a crowd when they don't even know who the hell you are and they're they're not there to see you. They don't, you know, they're just like, they're not even in their seats yet. He was like, I want you guys to learn how to rock a crowd at that point so that by the time you get big, then you'll really, you know, have have a firm grasp on, on, you know, really rocking the crowd. So one of the tricks of of the trade, he told us, he said, and, and he put us through that that boot camp because he said that's what the fugees did that's how the fugees got so good as live performers because they were performing in front of crowds and with no hit records nobody knows who you are you're damn near about to get booed off the stage and you got to learn how to rock a crowd so one of the tricks uh uh, the trade he said was he said when in doubt play other people's music perform hit songs that the people know so he started teaching us how to incorporate whatever cool songs were out at that time, you know, if it was, I don't know, Nelly, if it was Cash Money, if it was whatever it was, Dr. Dre. So we would do stuff like that, like in the middle of the, of a song, hey, DJ, break it down. And then the DJ would throw on whatever was the dope song, Busta Rhymes or whatever. And then the crowd would, all of a sudden, they would respond to us, right? Because they know that song. So the crowd would start jumping and we'd sing our song over the Busta Rhymes beat or over the Cash Money beat or the... DMX track or whatever, Rough Ride or whatever. It was yeah. at the time. So so and uh we were doing a showcase, I think it was in New York, and this showcase was for like, you know, a lot of radio people, label people were there. Um and and we we were doing what we had learned on the road with with Clef. So in the middle of the song, we're doing the What Would You Do song. This is before it was a single, nobody knew what it was. We were just brand new. And we and you know we DJ stop the beat we say some little whatever whatever and then dropped it, hold up and the crowd went crazy <laughs> right
1: so Jimmy <laughs> I mean
3: Jimmy I mean happened to be at this particular show sitting in the back and when he heard that he was like oh my god I love that idea we're putting that in the song and we were like what <laughs> was like yeah we're gonna we're gonna release your song it was. with that Dr. Dre song in it and he was able to get Dr. Dre to say okay <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it worked.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it worked big time because it was Grammy yeah. nominated so that's incredible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Massive. So
1: you said earlier that you uh, worked in Sister Act 2 of course. Um, yes. What was what was it like working with Whoopi Goldberg? Cause she'd already won an Academy Award for the movie Ghost. I mean, you come in with like an an mm-hmm. Oscar winner. What was that like mm-hmm. uh, and like she's an accomplished comedian and entertainer she did things Mm -hmm. like uh you know a lot of charity works what was that like working with her that was an amazing experience i mean
3: she was she was on fire at the time she was a super mega star so i was in awe that was the first um you know not only i mean that was my first time working in hollywood and that was my first time ever you know that movie was the first thing i ever auditioned for ever like, I, I, I didn't, I'd never auditioned for anything before. I'd never worked on anything before. I mean, I was just a regular kid singing, you know, in little school talent shows and stuff like that, but nothing on a professional level. So when I booked that, that, that role, I was just in complete awe every day. It was so surreal. And to be working with one of the biggest, if not the biggest at the time, it was just an amazing experience. She was super cool. She was no-nonsense. Um... And I mean, but she was so great. She, she she invited us all out to her to her mansion one day and just had like a pool party.
0: Oh nice!
1: And, oh man, that's awesome. Out
3: with her and stuff like that. Yeah. So and I was I was only what 15, four, fifteen years old. So I was a kid, man. And I had I was so green. I had no experience. So to be uh, introduced to, into the business, you know, with Whoopi, it was just like an amazing experience. Yeah, great a conversation. A person to get to work with resource. right off
1: the bat, uh. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, man. I've been very, very blessed,
3: very, very lucky, man. Very, very lucky. Cool. I was so thankful.
2: <clears throat> so one of my favorite moments of the movie, and uh, me and my friends used to try and recreate it all the time, was that high note. <laughs> How many attempts yeah. did it take to actually hit it?
3: <laughs> man, honestly, that was... Um, it was funny my manager at the time, uh, he knew that I would, I would sing those high little whistle notes. Cause I, I would, I would actually be trying to sound like Mariah Carey. That was when Mariah Carey was, she was a new artist back then. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And <laughs> she would hit these, those high, high notes. So I used to go around practicing singing and hitting those high, high notes all the time to Mariah Carey songs. And plus I had the little baby prepubescent voice. <laughs> high Michael Jackson notes, you know what I mean? So, when we were in the studio recording the, the "Old oh Happy Day song for the film, uh, my manager was like, man, you should hit one of those big notes, you, you know, one of those notes that you hit, that you do all the time. So I actually I attempted it the first time, and I think I might have got the beginning right, but the middle and the end were kind of crunchy. So then they said, "Let's get another take," and I did it again. And I think I got the middle right, but the beginning and the end—you know what I mean. And then I did it the third time, and <laughs> I think I got the ending right. So they kind of like comp that, <laughs> <comped the> three <laughs> so I It three together. Took about three times. Wow.
0: <laughs> and how how
2: yeah, we try and recreated that?
0: How close could you come to that note today?
3: Oh man, how about immediately after record? This is no lie. That my voice started to change. Immediately after recording that, I lie oh. to you not. Like literally within 24 hours, <laughs> even no cat- way. So, <laughs> so, so much so, much <laughs> so. Listen, so much so that even on set, when I was delivering my lines on set, they noticed that my voice had changed. So I'm like, Mary Clarence, Mary <laughs> <laughs> Clarence. Uh, what do I, like so even delivering my lines, my voice was getting all funky and crazy and they they had to like recut certain lines and i'm just uh, 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 in my, and
1: so yeah i became a man after that <laughs> <laughs> that note caused like a peter brady moment for you where your voice just started changing exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly
3: that's hilarious that was hilarious yeah
0: <laughs> so uh so obviously um you've you've done producing and you've you know you perform as well, but what, what do you prefer to do if you had to choose? Like, do you prefer the producing to the, you know, solo artist thing? I know, you, I know you're just getting into the solo thing now, but if you have to choose, where, where yeah. do you feel most comfortable?
3: Well, I'll say, um, for a long time, I'll say in the beginning, it was wanting to perform, wanting to be that artist. But then once I discovered the writing and producing aspect of the game, and like, oh, wow, I can just, you know, show up to the studio, write a good song, and then go home, and I still get paid, and I still get to travel, and And then when I got introduced to that, I completely fell in love with that, because it was, you know, obviously, you don't have to deal with the tour schedule, you don't have to deal with signing autographs, and taking pictures, and doing interviews, and all of that, so I really enjoyed it, and you make a whole lot of money, so I enjoyed that for a very, very long time, but I must say, man, there is nothing like the energy of performing in front of a crowd and especially when they know your song and they know all the words and the song has been you know, gaining steam on the radio and TV and videos and all of that man that, that, when you're on tour that energy of a show when you're on tour and the crowd and the band and the music is loud and everybody's jumping up and down there's nothing like that there is absolutely nothing like that so it's it's sort of a toss up it's sort of fifty fifty, right? you know because then you start getting a little tired, you're worn out, you've been on tour for three months, four or five months a year, um, and then it's like, oh, I just want to go in the studio and just kind of kick back and just make some cool music and yeah, you know, just hang out with my friends and stuff so it's it, it's it's sort of a toss up. so all I can really say is at this stage i'm 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 I, I want that tour life back. you yeah. know what I mean? I want that energy. I've been cooped up in the studio for oh, my God, 15 years straight, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I'm ready to get out of out of the studio and and, and get back on the road, man.
0: I want to get back on the road. So you mentioned before that you, you've you worked with Lionel Richie. I, I'm a massive Lionel Richie fan. So what was it you worked on with him? Like, what track was it? Uh,
3: what was the name of the song? Oh, man, I can't even remember. <laughs> it was the album that he did when he signed. This was when L.A. Reid was running... Def Jam, and I think Ellie Reed gave Mariah Carey like $100 million or something like that to come to Def Jam, and then he signed Lionel Richie, and it was that album that we worked on. I think Neo did a song for him, Sean Garrett did a song for him, and the song that I did ended up going on the UK release version of the album.
0: Okay, yeah, so and I probably I got it then.
3: Ever, I, yeah, I was, it was hard for me to find it. A buddy of mine found it, uh, this was like in 2005, 2006. So I wasn't that internet savvy. And um, my buddy found it and he was like, hey, the Lionel Richie song is on this UK release version. And you know how with iTunes, you only get the version of the album that's in your country. Yes. So, <clears throat> unless you like physically go in iTunes and go click and change the country to UK or whatever. And then you can see what's, what's come out over there. So... I I honestly don't even remember the name of
0: the song, man. I I can't even remember. That was a long time I'm
3: gonna look that up. It only came out on the
0: UK version. Okay, well, I'm gonna look it up because I've I've most likely heard it and just didn't know that it was you. So I'm gonna look into that because that'll be just interesting to know. Cool, cool. So, are there any artists that you will do? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Is there any artists that you haven't yet collaborated with that you'd love to?
3: I'm still gunning for a Beyonce record, man. Yes. I just, I, I just, I just <laughs> did a um. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but let's just say I'm I'm shooting I'm 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 still shooting for a Beyonce song. I okay. want to get a Beyonce song. I want to get a um a Rihanna song, um
0: and
2: collaborating as in singing or writing?
3: Writing, real real, real writing, yeah, writing. so I
0: have a you just said then that you you didn't even know if you were allowed to say anything I'm not going to say it but I have a feeling that I know what you were talking about but I'm going to keep it to myself because I'm probably wrong but (laughs) just in case (laughs) we
2: can always cut it out of (laughs)
3: this
0: you just want to know
2: I
3: do, I'm nosy Because as I was about to start talking, I remember that I did sign a, a non-disclosure, and I was like, "Oh, let me shut up." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we don't we don't want to any legal. Battle, okay, so. yeah. no, no. <laughs> Other than that, uh, as far as artists that I haven't worked with or collaborated with, I mean, now that I'm doing, you know, my my solo stuff, I'm I'm interested in collaborating with everybody, you know, at, for for that stuff. But as far as yeah, as far as the writing or production and stuff, I I. I I want a Beyonce song
0: and a, and a Rihanna song, for sure. Good choice, good choice. So we're, we're going to wrap things up with you now, but the final question is, like, what's next for you? Aside from from doing these lockdown albums, which could go on for quite some time because mm. obviously we're in lockdown, like, have you got any plans yeah. past the lockdown?
3: Yeah, well, my goal, my goal was to, um, like I said, I wanted to just lay, like, a really good foundation. I wanted to wake people up to to me as an artist as a solo artist now in 2020 um and i wanted to just build a fan base i wanted to use this time to 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 get people on board with the ryan toby show and then so that by the time we're out of lockdown hopefully which won't be too too long um and i plan on i have other records i have i have i have whole other albums that aren't even lockdown albums, but I have albums that I made, you know. So that already, <clears throat> that um, I'm, you know, if the lockdown's over, I could just go into a whole nother series of songs. Um, maybe I'll call it songs after the lockdown. I don't know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I have a whole, whole, whole. I have I have so much music. So my goal is lay a good foundation. Get people, you know, to become fans of me so by the time the lockdown is over I can start going out and doing shows and people will know the words. <laughs> you know what I mean? So be they'll be able to sing along because you know, they've been singing along with me the whole time. So that's that's the goal to then, you know, start going and doing shows, man, and getting booked, coming to the UK, going to Australia
0: and all these other places. Well make sure you put Canada on the list as well, Nova Scotia.
3: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Well, listen, man. It's it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. It really has. Like we've been a fan of yours for years. Like we literally right back from Sister Act two. We've we've uh, we followed your career, and it's just been an absolute pleasure talking to you. So, thank you so much for for doing this podcast. And we look forward to all the other albums that are in the pipeline, and then obviously hopefully the tour, like the touring that comes up after that. Yes, sir.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys reaching out to. It means more than you know. It was a pleasure, man.
2: Well, thank you very much.
0: Likewise. Likewise. Thank you guys. Take it easy, Ryan. All right. All right. Stay safe. You too, Mom. Bye.
2: You too.
0: an amazing guy it was such a good chat.
2: I couldn't believe how many people he's actually worked with like some of the artists he mentioned I've not even read that so no, it's amazing
0: like the line of Richie like I'm a, I'm a big line of Richie fan and I just heard him drop it in there and my eyes lit up I was like whoa line of Richie like and he's worked <laughs> well, with that many mean, people he couldn't even remember the song which I'm gonna have to look up because Justin uh, so like
2: Bieber LL Cool J Major yeah. Blige yeah, Confessions album yeah
0: like, Bush's really Confession album me. yeah
1: you think um, if you worked app- with Lionel Richie, you'd remember
0: the damn song you did <laughs> yeah. with Lionel Richie. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, how, how could you ever forget that? I mean, that just shows how many people he's actually worked with.
1: He's just like, yeah, Lionel Richie, yeah, yeah I don't even remember, but it was a long time ago. Like, yeah. oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah exactly, Will Smith's
2: Miami, what a
0: classic song that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love hey, the way man. Kelly there, we, we cut Kelly off there and started talking about something else, and she completely ignored what we were saying, held her thought and come straight back in with Will Smith, Miami. Fantastic song. My <laughs> <laughs> God,
1: you just got to stick to your gun sometimes. So. I just
2: had to do a Todd, didn't
0: I? Yeah. Aww. We were just saying about Todd uh, there. Todd, sometimes when we do interviews, like we'll talk over each other by mistake, like with our guest. Like Our guest'll we think they've finished answering the previous question, and they haven't, so they'll keep answering it and we come in with the next one. And we stumble, and we go, oh, sorry about that. Sorry, carry on. And we're like, Todd doesn't do that. Todd just carries on talking. <laughs> He doesn't stop. It's like, hang on a minute, I'm speaking, you will listen. That's
1: right. They're calling my <laughs> show, damn it. I don't care who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.
2: So, yeah. That is, so, yeah, amazing. So, I,
0: I do urge everybody to go over to Spotify and just search for Ryan Toby and you'll see his, his albums are all there. I mean, the, the Songs for the Lockdown is the name of the project. And he's so far, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, there's probably going to be five or six different lockdown episodes. In fact, there'll be five because we're putting this out next week. But um, check it out. I mean, it's fantastic. The first album is, uh, is the only one I've focused on so far. And it's really good. And it's I can't wait to listen to the rest of them. But like I say, my favorite track so far is a song called Torn. It's a really laid back R&B track. And um, it's incredible. It's nice to sing as well.
2: And he was also in City High, wasn't he?
0: city high i mean yeah how can you not know that song like obviously you will have heard a clip of um what would you do is the name of the song um as the intro to um to his his interview there but uh, check check that out if you've not heard the full version it's just a fantastic like r&b pop track and yeah awesome that whole album's good the city high album that they put out i mean that's the big song from it but the actual album itself is really good as well so that's worth checking out What's that other song? produced that? that, didn't he? Yeah, Wycliffe Caramel. Young produced it. Caramel. that's it. Yeah, that's a good track. So check check that out as well. City High. That's on Spotify. Anyway. The thing
1: that always amazes us, or amazes me anyway, about some of the guests that we get on are some of the most talented, famous people. That You know, like this guy has written so many big hits. But when you talk to them, they're some of the most laid back, easy going like humble people and you're just like wow the, the one person that you think would have just a huge ego because they've done so much are just such laid back and, and just wonderful people so it's yeah. always we seem to always have great luck of finding incredibly talented people that are very down to earth definitely have a good chat just like you're sitting around at a table having a chat with somebody so i mean that's just it's just awesome that uh, i just wanted to acknowledge that yeah and i think guy was very awesome
0: and it goes to shows well, like, you know, like we, we thanked him at the end, like we do with all our guests, you know, thank you for your time. And he turned around and said, no, thank you guys. You've no idea how much it means to me that you've reached out. Like that just shows how humble he is. He, he wasn't just like, oh yeah, yeah that's fine. He was exactly. like, thank you guys for asking me. Like it was such a pleasure to come on. And yeah, we, we've been really lucky with guests that also, the if you look at all our guests, they're the most bunch of eclectic people they're all like there's literally you couldn't run a thread through them they're all different every one of them they're all completely different like you go from boise from only fools and horses to ryan toby you can't even like <laughs> do you know what i mean both amazing people in their own right but like right just yeah. so different and and but that's what makes our podcast fun as well is that like we do just we reach out to everybody anybody interested we reach out to it there's no like oh we're just sticking to you know we've had a few obviously a few boy band members on we're just sticking to boy band members or we're just sticking to you know people that have been in comedy shows because it's a comedy podcast no it's an entertainment podcast and we reach out to everybody that's entertaining so yeah we got lucky with this one we've also got a few other guests coming up as well which we won't mention now and we're looking forward to having those interviews as well so stick with us because um You know it is tough during these times obviously but we're working really hard on trying to you know give you quality episodes i did say that we were going weekly and i'm going to try and stick to that although i've been a little bit late with this one um it's just been difficult because i'm actually still working at the moment so if i if i was home it would be a lot easier so bear with me it may not be on the dot every single week but we are going to try and do it you know a little earlier than every two weeks which is our typical time for release so um, yeah stick with us so if you guys got and any... even
1: if we don't have an interview we can always just chat and have you know some of the other bits that we can do another episode of yes whatever on so I mean and that's the we, plan we as well definitely have content yeah that we're never going to run out of content because I can I can bullshit and and with the best of them and get get me and Gavin together we could probably fill three months worth of podcasts in a couple of days
0: oh just easy keep yeah, <laughs> easy. See, the, the tough thing as well is that, you know, we 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 did things like the, and we still are, like we haven't finished, obviously. But the, uh you know, the comedy show that we were doing, the um, get to the point, we're still working right. on that. It's just again, like the timing hasn't worked out. Like my my hours in work have changed now. Like I I don't work the normal shift at the moment because of what's going on. So I don't have the time to like that takes. As Todd will confirm, that takes a lot of effort because you got to. You've got to plan out what you want to do and it's not scripted but there's an idea there and it's got to be worth doing otherwise it's right. going to be shit you know so we are still working on that it's just a case of finding the time and now that we've got we have an outline so yeah exactly which,
1: which way the other guy is going to go
0: so exactly and so just so far there hasn't been that there so rather than force it and try and do it anyway we're, we're just waiting until we get that you know the big idea right. so um do you guys have anything else you want to add for, to this episode any final thoughts?
1: I guess not. Yeah, I take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly
0: silence there. I know.
1: Way to bring it down? <laughs> no, just
2: one of the things he said <laughs> one of the things he said is just made me think of the movie where he said his voice went. There's oh, yeah. a bit where he sings Mary had as a little lamb and his voice breaks in it. It's oh just yeah, made me think yeah, me yeah, that. I was does. like, Oh my god, I've actually spotted bits where it actually went.
0: Yeah. But you know I'm it make make you, makes you makes you wonder, watch it now. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes you wonder whether that was actually legit instead of you know, yeah. just put on. Um, okay, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna call a close to this episode. Um, again, as always, thank you very much for listening, and give out the details as they always do. Our website is majorsmesshall.com. It is the, the pictures on there are old, but we are working on changing it up a little bit. We just don't have any other pictures to put up there yet, so bear with us. Um, our Instagram is um, messhole, at messhall podcast. Our Twitter is at hall. on facebook you can just search for majors mess hall and our page will pop up it's the only one there obviously and then the patreon page if you want to become a patron is patreon.com forward slash majors mess hall and you can sign up and donate whatever you want wherever you want to us monthly and uh it all goes back into the podcast and um yeah we really appreciate and want to thank all of our patrons that we have thus far and yeah that's pretty much it until episode jesus episode uh, 120 is next isn't it
1: Yes. Wow.
0: Yep. It's because we've gone weekly. We're getting through them quicker.
1: Well, you know, we'll be at a thousand.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> 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 okay, guys. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Alrighty. See ya. bye Bye.